0: Welcome to Massive Late Fee. Here are your hosts, Mark and Carol. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee for January 8th, 1994. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing, Carol?
1: Hey, I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. Uh, We had a, a pretty good week. Um, I guess we'll get into uh the news real quick. Uh, first, I want to thank everyone for uh listening to the show. Uh there's been a lot of a lot of good feedback that we've had from the show. Everyone seems to uh, to love it. So, we're definitely happy about that. Uh the big news today, just broke breaking news here on Massive Late Fee. You might he be hearing this for the first time here. Nancy Kerrigan, uh, the Olympic athlete, the skater, she was here in Detroit training at Kobo. Someone bashed her knee in with some kind of metal baton or something like that. There's not a lot that we know right now. She was on the ground, sobbing, holding her knee. Uh, Whoever it was seems to have gotten away for now. I know there's probably going to be a big investigation on it. We're not sure if she can skate or not this obviously isn't necessarily movie or tv news although it was broadcast on television but it's certainly you know big news that uh, that we definitely want to cover especially with the with the local angle here
1: yeah you know it was kind of weird um when i saw it on tv and the nurses are running down the hall my mom's a nurse, and her friend Carol was, was the nurse that ran down the hall first.
0: Wow, okay. So you could you have a bit of more of a connection to this than a lot of people.
1: Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I mean, not exciting like I feel bad for her, but I, I do want to talk to them. But I know they can't tell me anything anyway. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll have to see what happens there. Obviously, Kerrigan, anyone that follows the Olympics, I follow the Olympics a little bit. Uh, she was one of the, the big you know, like contenders for gold medal, uh one of the best. Her and uh Tanya Harding's also up there. And then for the Americans, and then obviously there are uh you know, Oksana Bayul and, and some of the other uh the other skaters for different countries that are vying for that gold medal. So, you know, the hopes of America might come down to Nancy Kerrigan. Or I mean might come down to uh Tanya Harding, which would be uh, interesting. This will probably lift her up as more of the featured American skater, so good for her.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, to be honest, I, um, I've i always liked watching the figure skating when the Olympics are on, but never followed it that close. I think I'll be paying a lot more attention now.
0: Oh, I, I yeah, definitely. I think that uh, more people will certainly be following it now and, and everything, and, and we'll have to see what happens when the Olympics finally finally come, but uh, yeah, definitely a big story there, especially locally. And we'll just have to see what happens with the investigation, crazed fan, or something like that. We'll we'll see what happens there.
1: Kind of kind of sucks that you know Detroit already has such a crappy reputation, and um, now this happens here.
0: Yeah, I, I, many of you know that are live you know live around us. Obviously, uh, we. Take it personally when people make jokes about Detroit uh, on national TV and the the some of the late night hosts and everything. Leno, who I don't really like, uh, Letterman, and, who I do like a lot, and you know those guys. They'll make uh, jokes about uh, Detroit sometimes, and we always take that personally for sure. I'm sure they're going to have a field day with this one. I'm sure the news is all going to be about Detroit now dangerous detroit is and and everything like that Mm -hmm. let's just
1: never have come here
0: let's just hope it wasn't a local guy the local crazy guy responsible for this um but on to to a little bit brighter news carol and i watched some television this week and uh we're going to debut our segment tv corner where we kind of give our tv picks of the week or or episodes that kind of stood out for us um i watched an episode of Frasier, Carol was out with her friend, Heather, while I was watching that, so she didn't really get to see a lot of it. Guys, I know that there are some of you out there that uh, don't like to let your ladies have a ladies' night out with their friends. Don't be that guy. Don't be like that insecurity and smotheringness and stuff. Not attractive qualities, fellas. Let uh, let your girls have their, their girls' night out. I, I always do. And, you know... The absence makes the heart grow fonder, or whatever you know, they say. You
1: know, I was gonna make jokes about needing a break from you, and then you go and be so sweet. How can I? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you can still make the jokes. That's fine. But uh, so uh, I know Carol and I watched an episode of Roseanne, uh, and it was a pretty it was a pretty funny episode.
1: Yeah, I, I I love Roseanne. It's one of my favorite shows. And um, this episode, um, there was some conflict with uh, Mark and Becky. Uh, where um, she's working all day busting her butt as a waitress so he can go to school, and she comes home and he's off to school and she's complaining that, you know, she never sees him. And then her father sees him at the Lobo having a beer when he's supposed to be at school.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I'd be so pissed.
0: Apparently, Mark felt that uh, he wasn't smart enough to go to school seems very... uh You know, you brought something up while we, we were watching this, that Becky should just go to school. Yeah. And it does seem like she has the more level head of the two of them. And I agree. I think she would probably be better in school.
1: Well, and I think... Didn't she do really well? I mean, I know she ended up dropping out to get married. But, I mean, when she was going to school, she was, like, on student council and got decent grades.
0: Yeah, I always thought that she was probably a, a pretty good student. Um But, uh yeah, I I don't know. I just Mark obviously seems intimidated. They've they kind of left it hanging of what he was going to do.
1: Well, no, I mean they I, I think it was pretty clear he he walked out on her at the end of the episode.
0: Yeah, but I mean I don't think that that's going to be a a thing that stays. I think he'll eventually he'll come back and we'll see what happens if he does go back to school kind of how their relationship mm-hmm. uh you know, develops from this, but yeah, there's definitely some rocky times there.
1: And when he when he said to her to go find a college boy who has what you need, I mean, I, I think that just speaks volumes that that that's the whole thing. Is he just feels like he is not good enough for her?
0: Well, it kind of, it kind of goes down to what I was saying about you know you and Heather going out, where it's obvious that he feels he's not good enough for her. He feels insecure about his his intellect and everything, and that's fueling a lot of this a lot of this animosity between the two of them. So, you know, hopefully uh, that that kind of, they work that stuff out.
1: And then there was a thing with um, Roseanne going to some women's business conference and trying to make connections, and then she pimps her son out.
0: Yeah, and uh, Florence Henderson, for those of you that remember the Brady Bunch, uh, obviously we weren't alive when that show came out, but we were, I, I know it was on in reruns when I was littler it's not they don't really show reruns as much anymore of that show, but uh she guest starred she was the mom on the Brady Bunch and she had a child really strange <laughs> kid that like would sing to himself and then denied that he was singing to himself. Well, I
1: think he really didn't know
0: so you think that he Carol is sort of she's interested in a lot of psychology stuff and things like that stuff that I'm not as into it or know as much about. But you think that he might have some kind of screw loose?
1: Yes. Very, very obviously, yes.
0: So, anyway, so he uh, he was a weird kid. And she, Roseanne was trying to get in good with Florence Henderson, who's some big muckety-muck in the business world. And so she said that DJ and her son could play together. And obviously, DJ didn't want to do that at all.
1: <laughs> no, as soon as... Uh... The kid got there, he's like, Okay, bye, I told you I'd get him here and he takes off to his other friend's house.
0: Yeah, so that was uh that was definitely interesting. Very funny episode. Um the episode of Frasier that I watched that you missed was uh Frasier's dad had a date with one of the neighbor ladies around his age, and asked Frasier if he would kind of vacate the apartment so they could have this date. Go and and Frasier was, you know, fine with that. And so the next day comes, and he's talking to his dad, and kind of asks him how his date goes. And his date comes out from the bedroom.
1: Oh wow!
0: Which, you know, was is very awkward for Frasier. There was there was that that scene. There were a lot of funny things that happened in that scene with wordplay and and stuff like that. Um, Daphne's serving bangers and mash sausages <laughs> you know she was making a a, a, a typical english breakfast and so frazier says to his dad dad banger and then <laughs> so yeah there was a lot of stuff like that um and obviously he was real awkward about it and then he talked on his radio show kind of about it oh no yeah so he and he said her name
1: oh my god
0: so then she got all embarrassed and his dad was mad at him so he had to kind of put things back together and sort of get them back together and uh kind of smooth everything over from the mistake he made. It was a very it was a very good episode that you know that's obviously Frazier's a new show. The character is from Cheers which we all know, but uh his new show is you know this is the first season of it. I I feel almost like maybe the show i know it's getting popular but sometimes it almost feels like their humor is so smart and sophisticated i don't know if it's going to last more than a couple seasons i hope that i'm wrong because i really do like the show but i don't know
1: i i think that honestly this show's better than cheers i mean how long oh, was I cheers out
0: Cheers was on I think 11 years? Something like that? Oh, yeah, around 11 I believe.
1: I think Fraser's going to have it beat.
0: I don't know about that. Uh, but Cheers was a great show. I love that show. And I remember watching that when I was when I was real, you know, little and mm-hmm. then, you know, obviously it just ended a couple of years ago. But um yeah, that uh I don't know. We'll see about that. <clears throat> but our main topic today Is we went out to the theater, and we didn't have a lot of choice. The air up there was playing with Kevin Bacon, which I kind of wish we would have seen now. Uh, But we decided, well, Carol left the decision to me.
1: And he made the wrong decision.
0: And I decided on the film Cabin Boy by a comedian named Chris Elliott, who I've seen a little bit. uh, You guys probably know... The new Network Fox, they've had a lot of success with The Simpsons and Married with Children. They have a show, one of their new shows on there is called Get a Life. And it stars, it was created by Chris Elliott and it stars Chris Elliott. So I'm a big Chris Elliott fan because I like that show a lot. And it's it's kind of a dark, like a black comedy show. It's it's a little disturbing. I, I know a lot of people probably haven't seen it, but that's one that you should definitely check out. But this movie, it was bad. I, David Letterman was in it, and I love David Letterman, and he couldn't even save save it. He was in just one scene, but it was it was one of the least funny comedies that I've ever seen. A lot of the humor just seemed kind of mean. It wasn't super funny. There were weird tonal shifts and it just wasn't good.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the character himself started out as just a giant prick. And and then he just gets all changed around where he's being almost nice, but stupid.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that happens.
1: And then by the end of the movie, he's a completely different character entirely.
0: Because he had sex with a six-armed woman.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. And and that's not going to... I'm sorry, but that, that's the whole thing. There's not enough justification for the changes.
0: No, because he doesn't really... He goes through some things, but he doesn't... Okay, so the way the character changes, he's at... He's at... For those of you who haven't seen it, and I'm sure there's a lot of you. He starts out at a school for fancy boys, <laughs> is is how they term it. And the, the other thing, too, is the year is so ambiguous. They have cars. They talk about UFOs. It seems modern day, but a lot of the clothing, a lot of the dialogue and stuff, also sort of seems like it's taking place at various points in the past. It's really weird. But anyway, I'm just going to assume it's modern day. But... uh yeah, he starts off at this school for fancy boys. He graduates and he's supposed to go to Hawaii where his dad is to uh, help him run their hotel because his dad's a rich guy. His whole family's got a ton of money. So he gets lost and he ends up talking to David Letterman's character and he's looking for this big cruise ship that's going to take him to Hawaii. That's the other thing too. If it's modern day, why doesn't he just fly? The whole thing is weird. It's just a weird mismatch, right. mishmash. But anyway, David Letterman points him in the wrong direction to a fishing scow because, as he says, after Chris Elliott's character walks away, he hates fancy
1: boys.
0: (laughs) So he—you
1: made me laugh by saying it. He didn't make me laugh.
0: So he gets on this boat, and these fishermen don't know who he is or anything, and um, that kind of—he's basically stranded with them while they while they try to fish, and. There's this one guy that's supposed to be the lookout and everything, and he's um an idiot. And so this this Chris Farley, or Chris Elliott's character, um, he uh he try he convinces them to, to it would be fun to steer the ship towards Hawaii while everyone's mm. swimming sleeping. So he does and they get caught in this huge storm, the guy gets thrown overboard and dies. And so they're now stranded in some place called... What, what was it called? Devils or...
1: Hole. Devil. No, Hell's hell's Hole?
0: Something like that. It's basically, it's one of those... It's marked as a skull on the map. The ancient map they have for some reason.
1: Well, they're kind of like pirates, even though they're fishermen. I mean, that's yeah. kind of the more impression I get of them.
0: But anyway, so it's it's marked with a skull and it's the dangerous part of the water. Where apparently there are all these fantastical things like a shark that's half shark half man yeah. giants six-armed women stuff like that uh, but anyway so they go they go through there they get not a lot happens in the movie no honestly it's the
1: longest hour and 20 minutes of my life
0: yeah this movie's only an hour and 20 minutes it feels twice its length oh yeah but anyway so they end up on this island they're going to leave them on the island They tell him, because he, oh, they find a swimmer. He finds a swimmer laying in the ocean. She's sleeping, but we don't know that yet. And he picks her up with a fishing net, saying that he saved her and everything. And she said that she was trying to swim around the world, which seems impossible, by the way. From Maryland to Maryland. (laughs) And she was sleeping. In the water when he picked her up. And, and now she's violated the one rule, don't touch hard objects.
1: That's just not, How can anybody just sleep in the water like that?
0: I don't think I it's mean, she possible. just floating. Yeah. But anyway, so he picks her up and he wants to start a relationship with her. There's a lot of creepy touching and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that that she's resistant to. This is kind of the point of the movie where he becomes really stupid. Well, sort of a little bit before this. But like Carol said, for no reason he just becomes an idiot. And like a well meaning idiot. Like at first he starts out all mean, and then he's like super nice, but a moron. So anyway, they tell him to go have sex with this six armed woman because she makes men out of people and everything. So he does. And then he comes back down to the girl that he really likes. And all of a sudden he's filled with confidence and he's uh, a a man now. Which is really ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And you would think that they could make something like that funny. But it's just not.
1: No, because then the girl becomes a fucking idiot too. Yeah. And and she's just, like, she's been strong and independent. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden she's all into him. And all will hee hee, whatever you say.
0: Yeah. It's really, like, her character, there is no character. Yeah. She just, I mean, honestly, with pretty much all of them, their character is only what they need them to be at a certain point in the plot. Which is obviously, you know, less than satisfying. Uh, we learn that the six-armed woman has a giant husband that's just like a regular dude in a in a white shirt with a pocket protector and stuff, but he happens to be giant. So he uh finds out that someone was there having sex with his wife, so he goes out to attack him. The Chris All- Chris Elliott's character and Trina, that's the name of the his love interest, they realize that that they've been left by the fishermen on the the island. And then they see the giant going after him. And all of a sudden, Chris Elliott's a completely virtuous person. We can't let him harm our friends and everything. So he goes to attack him. He gets some help from the shark man. And then uh, he ends up killing the, the giant. And they get on the boat and they go to Hawaii. And then the end of the movie is basically he starts out working at his dad's hotel for like two seconds. <laughs> um, he He realizes he doesn't like that. So he says to the girl, let's us both, you know, live this life of being poor, stinky fishermen on the boat with these these guys, who have been nothing but mean to him the entire trip.
1: Yeah, it makes no damn sense. I've got the sea in my blood. Why? They literally made him wash the floor with his tongue.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, is I wouldn't mind that it didn't make sense if it was funny. If it didn't make sense for the sake of comedy, I'd be fine with it. Right. But it's not funny. There's yeah. there's nothing funny about it.
1: No, the whole entire movie. Not funny, boring. And just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, it's the it's the antithesis of comedy. It's like a black hole of comedy. <laughs> where even theoretical funny things can't escape to make anyone laugh but uh the and also I don't remember who directed it i I Adam something I believe but the the direction was not great Mm-mm. um for a lot of the time I felt like I was watching a play that someone filmed with one of those new like big camcorders right um that's what it looked like there were a lot of matte paintings of the sky as they're on the sea quote unquote which is just basically a pool in a movie studio with a boat on it but um there were a lot of matte paintings of the sky there were some matte paintings of the mountains some of the matte paintings looked decent they looked pretty good but a lot of them but in all of them though either either the way it was shot or the way it was integrated into the background it was super obvious yeah that the background was fake and it was just someone standing in front of a big, matte painting, which is not what you want in your movies. And i we're only a year removed from Jurassic Park, which was one of the the best special effects movies ever made. Obviously, you know Star Wars is out there. There's matte paintings used in Star Wars. Some other fantasy films have used a lot better matte paintings. Um, RoboCop, for instance, has really good matte work. This was bad.
1: Oh, and don't forget about the claymation.
0: Oh, yes. At one point, they're, for inexplicably, uh, for inexplicable reasons, they are attacked by an abominable snowman, I guess, that comes to life from an iceberg. I don't know if it's supposed to be a living iceberg or an abominable snowman or what, (laughs) but it's like, you know, that old... Rankin Bass, uh, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that kind of claymation. It would be like a human being standing in front of that. It was it was really bad and not integrated into the film at all. But yeah, the all everything about the special effects was really bad. The story was bad. The direction was uninspired. The dialogue was just. it, It was a very poorly written movie. And I know the guy that wrote the movie. He also directed the movie. And like I said, his name's Adam something out. I don't remember what. But uh, I know that he's a writer on David Letterman's show. Okay. And he helped co-create Get a Life with Chris Elliott. And I like Letterman's show. I don't know how big of a writing influence he is on that. I don't know how big of a writing influence he is on Chris Elliott's show. I would assume a pretty large one because Chris Elliott decided to do this movie with him. But he's much funnier in different areas. This movie, just not good.
1: Yeah, I'm choosing next week.
0: Yeah, I will, you know, I I will happily concede the choice for next (laughs) week because it was just, I mean, I can't even, I can't even put into words how disappointing Mm -hmm. this movie was. But it's January, and that's the unfortunate thing. Is in January, everything gets dumped. All the bad movies get d- dumped in January. So I'm not, I'm not looking forward. To, we might not go to the movies next week, guys. We might just go to Blockbuster and rent a movie. Something maybe, I don't know. Maybe we could do sort of like a retro thing, almost where we where we review a movie from the '80s or something like that. Um.
1: Yeah, I know. I know you love your 80s. We'll we'll see what what they have.
0: But uh anyway, so speaking of blockbuster, I guess we can get into uh our final segment of the show, which is our video picks of the week and we'll talk a little bit about them. But if you're going to rent them, we won't go into super spoiler spoiling uh it if um you know, if you feel like renting these movies. But the two that came out this week or two of the ones that came out this week, are Robin Hood Men in Tights, which I know you haven't seen, Carol. Don't want to. And Hocus Pocus. Excellent. So why don't you talk about Hocus Pocus, and then I'll inform people about Robin Hood Men in Tights.
1: Okay, so does anybody else out there love Bet Mittler? She is the main witch in this movie. There are these three sisters. They've been... Um, asleep for hundreds of years and then they get raised or from the dead or from their sleep and um by these kids and it's just a, a a great movie the kids are um it's halloween and there's also there's a cat who who's been guarding the the witches for all this time so that the, they wouldn't get awoken but um um, and the cat was the big brother of a little girl, and this part's kind of sad. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really great movie. There's some good singing in it. There's kind of, like, a, a romantic, uh, entanglement between a couple of the kids. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I like scary things, but this isn't scary. This is, like, kid scary. Yeah. Um, so I, I really liked it.
0: I liked the blonde witch.
1: Yeah, what was her name? Sarah uh, Jessica Parker. Yeah.
0: She was on, uh. A show called Square Pegs, in the late seventies. Okay, That's not one that a lot of people remember, but she was in that, and I I think she's been in a couple movies. I think
1: she yeah, I mean she's pretty, but um you know I I just like Beth Miller's singing, and then there's the the third sister. Um, do you remember who played her?
0: Uh, she. I I want to say that she's been on maybe a TV show somewhere or. She plays a lot of, um, she plays a lot of like bit roles or smaller mm-hmm. roles as a, com- a comedian. I think her name is Kathy something.
1: Okay, but, but yeah, I mean it's definitely like you know yeah I won't tell you too much about it, but it's it's definitely worth renting and it's you know good if like you got a babysitting gig the kids will like it. Um, you know it's a good Halloween movie.
0: I'll tell you, even as a guy, I I enjoyed the movie. And like Carol was saying, I mean obviously I don't do babysitting, but it's a it's a perfect one for babysitting cuz it's one that you can enjoy as well as the kids. It's not too scary for kids. It's sort of a more of a kid movie I think than a teenager movie, but it's definitely funny and it's kind of it has a, a charm to it. And like I said, even as a guy, I I enjoyed I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was pretty good. But uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Now, I know you like the Kevin Costner Robin Hood.
1: Yes, and there will never be a better version, and I'm not interested in any other versions.
0: Oh, I don't know. I think maybe 20 years from now, 25 years from now, they, they could make a version of Robin Hood that's way better than the Kevin Costner. I mean, he can't even speak with an English accent, which is one of the jokes in this movie, by the way. Who
1: cares? He he does a fantastic job.
0: That movie has some good music and not much else is in my opinion.
1: How can you say that?
0: I just don't love it. I don't love Robin Hood. But I think uh Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Yeah. But um yeah, I think 20, 25 years from now they'll make, they'll find some hot new actor and they'll make just a fantastic Robin Hood movie.
1: And I won't see it.
0: Anyway, Robin Hood Men in Tights is from Mel Brooks. I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with Spaceballs and some of his other parody work from the 60s and the 70s and into the 80s has been working for a long time, obviously. Uh, I watch Nick at Night a lot of times. And there's a show called Get Smart, which is about a a secret agent named Maxwell Smart, played by Don Adams. And Mel Brooks was one of the co-creators of that show. So I like a lot of the stuff Mel Brooks does. And this is hilarious. There's, um... It stars Carrie Elway's, who was in The Princess Bride. So I know you like that.
1: Yeah, I love that movie.
0: And he plays Robin Hood. And then there's, uh, you know, there's other support. uh, There's Friar Tuck and... And other supporting characters and everything. There's uh one, one guy that I think is really funny and I cannot remember his name. I can't remember his character's name or the the guy that plays him. But he's um he's a young black guy and he is hilarious. I think he might have some kind of career in in the movies as a as a movie comedian like that's probably going to be his big bread and butter is movies going forward because <clears throat> he's very funny in this movie but anyway this movie is just from start to finish obviously it's kind of a parody of Robin Hood Prince of Thieves they you know they poke a little fun at that they um they oh you know who else is in it is um Richard Lewis, Richard Lewis, the stand-up comedian, he plays the bad guy, and he's also very funny in this movie. Everyone is really, this is the opposite of Cabin Boy. Cabin Boy was just a complete snore fest where I could not care less the entire time of what was going on. Nothing was funny. This is the complete opposite of that. I'm so glad that uh that this is available for rental now because i'm gonna go out and rent it even if you won't watch it with me carol Here,
1: here's the here's the thing though is robin hood supposed to be funny it's not a funny story it shouldn't be funny
0: well there are lots of things that aren't like are ghosts supposed to be funny not necessarily but ghostbusters is a good funny movie
1: the ghosts themselves aren't funny
0: well the, i mean and there are elements of this that aren't funny that the the main plot elements can be considered they're basically based on the Robin Hood legends and everything the the main plot of the whole movie sort of follows that same thing but there are jokes throughout i would i would equate it a little bit to to ghostbusters but for robin hood obviously it's not quite the same thing because you know it's not three really well-known comedians doing it but I think it I think it's really good. I like it a lot. And Carrie always has a lot of um charisma and stuff like that. He's got a lot of charm as Robin Hood. He uses an English accent. There's uh there's a um I can't think of her name either, but the, the one that plays Maid Marian is this um this redheaded girl that's also very funny. And there yeah, there's just it's a very funny film. It's fun from beginning to end and it just, it's one of those, you can just sit and laugh at it. Now, a lot of it's kind of dumber humor. So if you don't like dumber humor, like Carol does not like dumber humor, you might not enjoy the movie. But if you like anything that Mel Brooks does, I think it's definitely worth going out and, and picking up.
1: And that right there is the problem. I don't like what Mel
0: Brooks does. You don't even like Spaceballs? No. Wow. That's almost... I can hear all the guys out there saying,
1: Leave her! Leave her!
0: Hey! (laughs) Well, come on. I don't know how you can't like Spaceballs. It's such a great movie.
1: It's not funny.
0: But you like Star Wars. Why don't you think it's funny? Are you kidding me?
1: It's not. It's hilarious. It's dumb.
0: Oh. oh, We are going to disagree about this for years to come. I can see it.
1: You can like what you like. Just don't try to subject me to it.
0: Well, I will be renting... Robin Hood Men in Tights from Blockbuster. I suggest all you guys go out and check it out. If you didn't see it last year in the theater, which I'm sure a lot of you did, and you're suggesting Hocus Pocus.
1: Of course. Like I said, it's a great movie for babysitting. Or even, you know, if you have somebody you want to snuggle with, it's good.
0: So that's our rental picks of the week. Go out and get those on VHS and uh, fire up your VCR and tune to channel three and watch those so uh that is it for us today uh we will be back next week with maybe another movie that we go see in the theater it depends on what's coming out we'll have to look at the paper but probably from my memory i think we'll probably be renting something
1: either way it's gonna be something i picked
0: yeah, that's right. Carol's so look forward to that. Carol's in charge uh, next week. So thanks for uh, joining us, everybody, and uh, we will see you next time. Bye.
1: Bye.